Hey guys, it's Mary. I just want to let you know I'm sharing a personal reflection today of my hard journey. And, you know, it's about my journey with Caitlin and it's real and raw and relevant. And for any mamas out there, it's for you. Anyone walking beside someone struggling, it's for you. And if you just want to know you're not alone in your struggles of hardness in life, it's for you too. <laughs> I'm real and raw about it, but I think I have a few nuggets of wisdom to share also about how to stay resilient along the journey. But you know, if it's too much for you, if it triggers you in any way, then take a break from this one. If you're someone that wants a little more insight and you're feeling strong, take a listen and hope you take something away that's helpful for you. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Zen Mama. This is Mary, and I want to share today something, and I, I'm going to talk it, but I wrote it too, because it's, it's a hard thing, all right? And this is what I want to talk to you about this week. So my sister gave me this sweet bracelet for my birthday, which was in June. It's a simple silver bracelet, you know, the kind that's open on both ends, You slide it on and the two ends don't quite meet at the inside of your wrist. Well, the sweet sister of mine, you know what she did? She had it engraved with Zen on one end and Mama on the other. So sweet, right? Now I want to be clear. It's not that I'm Zen all the time. In fact, I might just have fleeting moments of Zenness quite often. I'm the opposite of it. But I aspire to be a Zen mama, right? To show up in the world that way. To find a way to take all the messiness of this life and to use it as material for my aspired Zen state, right? And I wish that for all of us, right? I've never believed things just randomly happen. I guess I've always felt they happen for a reason. And I think my spiritual practice has... um, helped me understand that in a deeper way. And so to me, this means just taking the hurt, grief, loss, the feelings of despair for the things that are hard, right? For the things that I didn't necessarily invite into my life, you didn't invite into your life, but we use them as material for, you know, this sort of awakening of this truest, most authentic version of ourselves for this lifetime, Does that make sense? That instead of feeling beaten down by all the things, I believe they're just giving us direction, helping us realize the most awakened version of ourselves if we choose to live an awake life. And I believe they're just giving us direction. It's helping, and for me personally, it's helping me realize that awake version And I believe in karma and dharma, which is essentially, you know, why we're here, like the purpose for our being here. And then the things we need to figure out, the karma, the lessons to be learned that help us fulfill that dharma, that meaning and purpose. And I think this will show up, these lessons, they show up in the hard things in life. Maybe good things too, but I actually think the good comes after the hard. 
Because if we don't have the hard stuff, the illness, the divorce, the being in relationship with all the things in life, um, the disappointment, the hard days mixed with the good, then we don't get the peak of the wave in that feeling of the high. We're just doing all the things like a checklist, right? What I mean to say is that like waves in the ocean, right? They come and they go. And there's the low ones and there's the high ones, right? Which I like to think about as joy. And we all have a surfboard. I just assume that's part of the package of being human. We come in with a surfboard (laughs) and we get to ride on it. And I think some of us fall off a lot, some more than others. Some almost drown, some do drown. But then I think we can help each other get back on right? By telling our stories or by simply holding out a hand and saying, you're worthy. You belong. And so do all the feelings and all the hardness, right? The good and the bad, however we choose to label them. It's a natural response to what's happening in our big little lives. So we can patch each other together. I think we're here to help each other to learn and grow. But once we have the gift of getting back on that board, The bottom line is we each have to do our work, right? We have to do the inquiry. We have to do the riding through the uncomfortable feelings and the discomfort of speaking our truth. And, you know, for me, it was finding space for grace and to trust, to trust that it's much bigger than I am, to trust that I'm being held and led, right? And that I don't have to hold up all the complicated pieces of my life, but I'm I'm actually being really supported in that journey. And that if our wise selves, right, when we get in touch with our wise selves, our wise selves and not like the stories that we often tell ourselves, um, you know, and sometimes we need a wiser guide to help us remember, and that's okay. But if we do that, then we get to find the peaks of the joy and remember the beautiful, deserving souls that we each are. And it can be confusing in the world that we live in. And to me, that's an ongoing journey of this life. And it doesn't end until our breath ends, right? It's not like getting to this point and thinking, you know, this is really swell. I think I heard that from Pema Chodron. Like it's not, like we all know it's about the journey. Like we never get to this point and are like, oh, okay, we're done with that. Now I get to sail from here on out. No, no problem. I mean, it, I, I think you can do that if you're living in a Zen state, but you know there's a few enlightened beings, and I'm not uh, pretending to be one of them, but I am incredibly curious about what that might be like. Um, but because I'm human, and I have many uh, things in my life that I didn't quite plan on, just like the rest of you, when I look at this shiny bracelet of love that was given to me, and I feel the ends against the inner part of my wrist and the Zen mama kind of squeezing me at times. It reminds me, it's like a tool of resiliency for me to remember what I aspire to in each moment. And this is where I, I really ask you all to remember what your tools of resiliency are because we need them. <laughs> we need them um, to be present so that we can know there's hope and that we can keep reaching for that. And to keep realizing that the voices in our heads are all the many experiences that we've had in this life, but they may or may not be the truth about ourselves. 
because we're influenced so much by the outside world and what that means. And in my case, it's about being a white woman, a girl growing up in America. And I'm just beginning to peel that apart. Um, and that can affect us on many levels, whatever your you know, biography and biography are, you know, whatever got you to this moment, there's a lot there and it affects us on many levels. And I don't want to get distracted by getting into all those things. We can talk about those another time, but um, it's part of awaking up is to understand all the armoring up we do to show up in the world in a way that makes everyone happy, right? That defines success or goodness or perfection, whatever the things are. Um, and it's hard to look at that because for me, it's like what I built the pillars of my life on. Um, and it continues to get stripped away. And is it hard and uncomfortable? Absolutely. Is it necessary? Absolutely. Because it doesn't feel good to be living a, a less authentic version of yourself. But it's a lot. Um, and again, we can do it. And that's why I'm here with Zen Mom in the Attic telling our stories to know we're not alone and we're all on this journey together. But, you know, we all need to have practices in our lives that keep us present so we can observe and listen and trust our true self and not the one we create for the outside world. Because if we do that, if we do it just for the outside world, we're all flawed main characters in our epic life story, right? The journey inwards about remembering our true self and the perfection within all the imperfections, right? The gift where you least suspect it, how you can shine light on those dark corners that are our true self and be okay and accepting of that. And that's a lot. But they're just made up rules by other humans just like us trying to figure out and find our way, right? I'm a parent. I know I'm flawed. I just am doing the best I can. But now I have to really, since I get two turns at raising children, I have to understand in my wiser self why I set boundaries, why I react the way I do, and what messaging I'm giving them. And is it about me, or is it about them, and is it fair and the right thing in that moment? And I apologize a lot, right? Because often it is a reaction to something that is not even authentically something I believe in, but I believe the outside world wants to see. So that's a lot. But I wanted to share all of this as a reminder to myself to be okay. I also need this today because my daughter, the addict, is sitting in jail, having been arrested again for the things related to her horrible addiction, this grip on her life. I can't be there for her. As I said to one of the kids, love cannot fix this. If it could, she'd be healed all right by now for all the love we all have for her. But she sits there in quarantine because of COVID, detoxing, feeling hopeless, and likely very ill. And as a mother who knows that I've saved her from this before, only for her pain of the outside world to continue, that to get her out of there, even if I could right now, could be her death sentence. That her being there could be what's keeping her safe. the road she was traveling, we could have gotten two calls, right? And this was the better of the two calls. But being there is probably the hardest kind of hard there is, I can only imagine, right? Being alone, being sick, 
all the things she's been running from, all the messiness of shame and guilt and the not zenness, right? It's all there, and she can't numb it or escape it in this moment. She has to sit with herself, with the pain of it all, and there's no escape except for the occasional call she gets to reach out and beg for her life out again, to promise to want to do all the things and be all the things that she really can't seem to find her way back to. She hasn't been able to heal on her own and she just keeps slipping back to the drugs and the life of all that comes with that. So all I can do as a mother that has more love (laughs) than one can imagine For another human, all I can do is pray. This is why I wrote this. All I can do is pray that she finds the courage in her to turn and to face the things, the scary darkness, to face it head on. Whatever she's been running from, the karma that she's here to deal with, but that there'll perhaps be someone that can hold her hand and help her back on her surfboard so that she can feel the gentleness of the waves. So that she can allow herself to feel their realness again. To know that she's strong and brave and forgiven. She just has to learn to forgive herself. Just being the key word there. And that she can find grace and she can trust and breathe and do the next right thing. And I have to remember that we can love from a distance. That this is her work to do and to pray. So that was hard. And I didn't really know how to share that. But it came to me today, and even though I'm deep in the wounds of it, I need to share, because this is Zen Mama and the Addict after all. And I know there's people listening that have been in these situations before. It feels like the most unmothering thing to not rescue your child. But when it comes to addiction, rescue can be enabling. Yeah. And I've heard the stories. I've heard the stories of loss, um, for trying to save, you know. And I don't know the right next thing for her, but I know she's where she is. And I know being out in this world is something she's not able to do right now. So thank you all for holding space for this today. It helps me heal and be strong. Um, Yeah, and if it's something you've been through, I just hope I've expressed it in a way that gives you a little relief in your heart. You know, the letting go is super hard, no matter what level we do that as a parent, you know. Um, But the greatest 
possibility our kids have of truly finding themselves and flying is to let them fall. You know, these aren't the kind of falls that I ever expected any of my kids to have. You know, I thought walking through this um, with her a couple years ago, she was incarcerated for seven months. Um, I really thought that was her rock bottom. So I just pray um, for her. And as I say to a lot of people that talk to me as mothers or people walking beside addiction, we have to take care of ourselves, right? We have to stay on our surfboards. We have to find our tools of resiliency and um, leave room, you know, for feeling the sadness but also for the joy, right? Because life does go on. And if we peel back to the souls, if I think of her soul there, and I can send her soul-to-soul love, and I do that, and I send her grounding, um, we can love and do all those things from a distance. And inside all her humanness and all her struggle is her beautiful soul. So my prayers to her is that she finds her way back to that. And that she knows she's more than all of this, right? And that, you know, together we can learn how to surf, right? That's one of my little taglines, right? We can't stop the waves, but we can learn how to surf. And I certainly hope with all the love in my heart that she finds her way back to surfing So. Okay, as Glennon Doyle would say, that was my one hard thing this week. So thanks for being here with me and holding my hand through that. I hope you felt like maybe your hand was held too or that it helped you in some way relate to your situation or somebody else's struggles. And, you know, again, we never know what's going on in the background of people's lives. So sometimes we need to just imagine they're doing the best they can in that moment. And uh, we do the best we can in each of our moments. And sometimes that's the messiest, best version of ourselves. So uh, breathing through that, knowing imperfection is perfection. It's just being human. And coming back to our soul, peeling all away, all the things, and just remembering the true essence of who we are. And that helps us see others in that light. And I think maybe be a little more gentle and forgiving to ourselves. So have a great day, you guys. Find something to celebrate. Eat something that nourishes you and lights you up inside. Smoothies are just awesome for that. I have one every morning um, with some greens in it, kale, spinach, arugula, um, and then some fruit and little protein powder, chia seeds, and a Brazil nut because Brazil nuts have some thing. I can't remember what it is, but we get our daily allowance of that. Um, I'll have to remember and let you know. And just looking forward, August is our healing month and I'll have at least four different people on over the course of probably six weeks that are healers um, through body work, through yoga and meditation, through coaching for burnout and through nutrition. So look for that because it is really powerful stuff. And I just look to share 
the struggles we have, but also the incredible power we have to heal. We are amazing, and don't ever forget that. All right, have the best day. If this helped you and you think it'll help someone else, please share it. If you don't, that's fine too. Um, You can rate us, leave some comments, and I'd love to hear from you guys. If this is a struggle that you're having, you know, DM me, just share, and let's grow our community around um, both our struggles and our incredible ability to stay resilient. All right. Love you guys. See you next time.